show today which is called take my wife is our television show and oh god thank you so much how many weeks in are we i don't know four it's the beginning of four yeah this is when it starts to get very bad (laughs) because right now we're in the process of writing the show with the whole there's other people it's not just the two of us but at this point we've spent four weeks talking about these two characters cameron and ria and all of the fights that they could have (laughs) And our friend Mike Kaplan, who's on the show, just walked up behind Rhea and I. <laughs> and you, like, you guys want to know what we were this doing? This is at literally the what we were doing as he walked up. We were going like this. <laughs> like, like literally like actually mocking that. each other. No, I mean like we were like doing... I was just going like you sound like we're I'm 35. I'm 34. Whoa. So I mean I guess it makes sense for me. Castable. I'm castable. very I'm very immature. Very castable 34. <laughs> but I'm shorter, so that means young. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Do you remember yeah. when you figured out that like I do know what you mean because I really still think that toads are just elderly frogs. That's what I'm talking about. So that's exactly what I'm I talking get about. What you mean? Yeah. I wonder what they're I wonder what they were like at the peak of their lives, you know? Are we talking about the frogs? Yeah, we're Who are we frogs. talking about now? Okay. Us. We're talking about us. We're in the peak of our lives right now. You guys, we've got an amazing show. Uh, all those comics are in back. They can hear you. Let's clap it for them. Let's clap it for them. Clap it. Oh, you know what I wanted to say right up top, which is a great update. I wanted to give you guys an update. Uh, do you remember that stupid, real big, he's so mean, and I don't like, I don't like him at all, called oh, yeah. Mike Huckabee, and that he's the boo worst. <laughs> Sucks to be Mike Huckabee. <laughs> Has anybody said that? I feel like wait, wait, should have. You just said "sucks to be Mike Huckabee," and then you're like, "Wait, did I just come up with that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, you for sure came up with that. Who would have said that? Rachel I Maddow. I don't. <laughs> um. Just only people with this haircut have yeah. said that. That was the only reason I could think of. Yeah, who yeah. said that? Who Allison Bechtel? <laughs> yeah. Who would have said that? The bust of James Dean up at the observatory? Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. <laughs> One time Rhea stood next to that. We took a bunch of pictures, yeah. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> but no eyeballs. Wait, there's no. You're right. There's no eyeballs. Uh-huh. Is it open in the back? 
good, yeah. That sucks. <laughs> what, why? Because I was just imagining a scenario which is the front of his head with his eyeballs. Then we get you up there, position you. It's a real somebody come and stop me type of a situation, right? Just get in there yeah, and turn it. That's the line. It's somebody come and stop me. That's the Better? famous line from <laughs> the mask with a Q U E yeah, on the yeah, end. Yeah. <laughs> It's a French translation. Somebody better get over Are here we? and keep me from doing this still. Somebody prevent me. <laughs> Someone impede my actions. I at just this stopped point. myself. I guess that somebody was me. Hit the brakes. Cameron Diaz, you know, that was like such a breakout role for her. I, but do, I already yeah. knew about her because she was in Seventeen Magazine as a model, and that was like the only person I ever knew named Cameron. I. Let me rephrase that. I had seen her in a magazine. We didn't know each other when I was a kid. Because her name, it was like, and then on, you know, like how it does the model, on Cameron, you know, whatever she was wearing. The Gap. Is that what's in magazines? Is that what Cameron Diaz was a model for, The Gap? Yeah, she was in Seventeen Magazine modeling for The Gap. Um, uh, anyway. It was just great to see her, you know what I mean? So it was nice to see her as a young sucks kid. Sucks to be Mike Huckabee, I believe, is where we started this. Fuck, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> Mike Huckabee Sometimes made a we wander stupid, off. idiotic joke, and I'm not even going to do it again right now, because we talked about it on previous episodes of the podcast, previous iterations of this show, and um, I decided, no! No, is what I said. And so uh, there's an w- amazing organization called Trans Lifeline out of Chicago uh, that provides life-saving uh, conversation and referral service to trans folks who need it. And so we have, up until this date, uh, since the 4th of, no- of, of t- February, raised $150,000 for Trans Lifeline. And all you have to do is go to translifeline.org slash donate... And I'm saying this especially tonight on the night when I didn't watch with that stupid liar who's orange and very dumb and says only lies. I didn't mm-hmm. watch his dumb thing that he said. But uh, these are the small ways that we can fight back by just putting our money where our mouths are and our mouths are saying that we care about this. So keep donating because it's a wonderful organization. They need your support. People need your support more than ever. The LGBT community needs your support more than ever. So this is a very concrete way you can do it. And people are doing it. $150,000. Yeah. Literally to have people uh, there to talk to each other. Just that's, have people that's like what that we understand what's going on and then they will hear yeah. you and see you and that's lovely. Okay. Yay. Now, Rhea, let's talk about yes. Cameron Diaz. This note that you <laughs> found today in your car. Oh, uh, when we were... So there's a... We park in a parking structure and uh, there's some spots right around... Like right around a wall. Right around a wall. I hope you're understanding this. It's right <laughs> around a wall. So there's a spot, there's three spots, but really there should only be two because you can't really get into that first one. It's real tight. And so there's a pillar here in the first one, and then there's the middle one's perfect, but then the other two are very difficult. So somebody always takes the pillar one and gives themselves extra space just thinking, oh, no one will park there. But it's two spaces. It's a lot of spaces. People need spaces. So then they scoot over. This is, you're doing my favorite thing. Which is being me? I know. No. My favorite thing is that Rhea tells really... The whole long story. She tells story. I hope really tell complicated driving stories. But what's... <laughs> their 
are so like, good. Always, like always. We'll even be driving, and then she'll be like, "Oh I, man, I tell you driving missed stories it. while I'm driving." A couple weeks ago, I was, and then she'll, she'll. I was right here, and there was traffic coming this way, and then and all I of a sudden, turned somebody, left, and she's turning right as she's saying it, and I'm not tracking anything she's saying. She can't follow it all. No. Nope. Anyway, so there's uh, this one spot by the pillar. And the car scoots out, it's parked on the line, and then we take a risk, and we take that middle spot, and we scoot over, and I felt like a jerk, because the other spot by the wall, this one, was very difficult to get into, but you could probably get into it. So we parked, went upstairs, came back down, and I saw that there was somebody parked there, uh, and then on my windshield was a note, and so I picked it up, and it said, please, or be careful backing out, I have your plate number. So I feel like we need to be even more specific. So what happened was... Wait, we were I parked... need to be more specific? But I just mean to say this. You were just parked in a space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and the yeah, person yeah. just came and they parked in a space next to you. Yeah. I mean, it was tight. It was but a tight space. I mean, like, I was on the line and then they had to, like, really get close to the wall. And it was super tight. Uh, but yeah, it was a little bit of an aggressive. Be careful backing up. I have your plate number. I feel like what? That's a very aggressive stance. Yeah, no, it is a very take. aggressive stance. When you're just in a parking lot, yeah, just yeah, yeah. randomly leaving notes on people's cars who are next to you. Because, like, the Watch oops, your I hate your car, here's my number. Like, sure. that note, I can understand. That's caring about people. This is a preemptive f- fuck, you hit my car. Maybe? Maybe? <laughs> But I, I, this is how stressed out I am, though. As soon as I saw that, I was like, I knew it. He saw my damn Hillary sticker. Oh, this bastard. Like, I, then Rhea I like, flips she's it a over. Woman. She doesn't own a park. She doesn't own a drive. She's going to hit my car. Like, that's, that's immediately what I thought. Flips that. Over. She starts writing, like, a novel of a response. Like, and then I... No, and I, I was like, writing it, and I was like, it's very kind. I was like, Rhea, you, you ha- he has, this person has your plate number. Yeah, then I realized that. Like, I think but, you can check that that right you don't you shouldn't i was just writing a long explanation of like you're rude basically but then i realized the better move would just to to write on the other side have a great day and put it back on his car which is what i did after tearing off the screed that i wrote the other part part, which there's a remnant of so i hope he sees that what is a very long way of saying you're rude because you um, wouldn't even let me see what you wrote. I just wrote, like, well, this is a very aggressive note. Like, that's what I wrote. Did you start with well? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I started with well, comma, this is a very aggressive note. Do you know what's so funny about this? Do you know what's so funny and about this? And then I started to explain the first person parked very far over. So really, I'm just parked on the line. Literally, that's what I wrote today. So I'm doing fine. <laughs> It's also funny because I know that we spend all day like writing scripts and <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. that is a thing about when you're writing scripts you have to like start with ways that people actually talk turn phrase so well would be a really uh-huh. normal way to pitch um, a moment in the in right, room. Yeah. Well, you just carried that down. This is a very aggressive note. <laughs> See that seems natural. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. In a note not so much but spoken as a line of dialogue a perfect. But then you could take it off and be like this is a very aggressive note. Yeah. So That's there's just right. another yeah. take on that line if we just wanted to. Hey, you're the best actor. <laughs> Boy, that was. Ugh, why did I make. Why did I say best actor? I don't I know. I was trying to do gender fuckage and also see you as like kind of a wife husband. Yeah, yeah. Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. But then I said best actor and then I thought of Casey Affleck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't call me that. <laughs> 
So we got to get right out of there. Yeah, yeah. I think actually, can we just? Is there a world? Can we just stop, stop doing that? Can we just? Marshala comes up on top. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's supporting. I support him being the best actor. Yeah, yeah. That's me. <laughs> Big Marshala. Weird. In the front. Spread it. Listen. That's fine. I know we are out of our minds. Weird night. We're being weird. <laughs> But uh, the Oscars was, well, here's what had happened. Rhea and I muted it when La La Land won. We muted it, and we just walked away and started folding laundry. <laughs> we just, like, powered then, down. It was but, like, yeah. in Westworld, when they call the, like, hosts or whatever back to the thing, we just went, like... <laughs> but then yeah. I was, like... <laughs> Fandy. Yeah, exactly. I had a tiny scalpel, and I mm-hmm. was going to tell them to get me upstairs. <laughs> so we put it back on. Well, no, what I was going to say is, I think that is actually like one of the best ways to watch that thing that happened. On television? Which is that La La Land was called, we muted the TV, and then we went somewhere else. And then when we turned back around, like imagine if you hadn't heard <laughs> anything that happened, and you just turn on, it's, turn on, it's the Oscars. People are losing their minds. <laughs> Somebody's just going. (laughs) Shoving a card in the camera. (laughs) Read it and weep. I had, for a minute, I thought that they got up there and they were like, hey, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, We don't deserve this. (laughs) That's apparently what I I thought they were one-upping Adele. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Actually, take it. Yeah. But uh, no, it was just a real no, mix-up. we rewound it, and, and, and one of them was like, actually, we lost. And then turn around. <laughs> uh, and you know what? The, the tough... Um, I feel like... Like, let's say that that actually happened. And it did. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, the wrong best picture was announced and that it was, like, a very, very white cast and then, like, a all black cast and that we were in the moment. Let's just say we were in the moment that we also, were in Also like it just right is now. the two movies that were literally competing with each other. Like right. if it Let's was like hell or high water were... everybody would be like I don't think Clearly so. Clearly there's a mistake. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Read that again. What? No, Hang I don't on. think so. Uh yes, two new movies that were, you know, both favorites and uh I don't know which one our household wanted, uh the good one and um <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Someone just ooed. For whoever ooed, this is my honest opinion. I am fucking gay. <laughs> Full stop. La La Land, and they're like dresses swirling around. There's not one character in La La Land that I can relate to, and that is totally fucking true. Like, I don't want to explain jazz to anybody (laughs) i don't want to uh i do want to go on the road i'm gonna bring my partner with me there you are yeah 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 uh if i go to paris you're going to paris if i go to paris i'm going to paris are we going to paris lesbians can't understand that movie wait a minute they're dating and then they move out (laughs) what (laughs) you go together i literally don't understand why would they move out though Why wasn't he playing the piano for the one-woman show? Hello? That's what I'm saying! Do everything together! Team up! (laughs) Wear the same clothes! 
legitimately a cultural barrier. I am being fully real. I wa- I realized this as we were watching because I was I was like you know it was the music is like the the it's earwormy and like it gets in there and you sing it. I was singing it all day like like I get it's pretty. It's there's lots of colors. It's in Los Angeles. I live there. I know the places. You know. Um, <laughs> But it's just like, I don't... Oh, and then all the women in it are like, which dress are you wearing? And I was like... <laughs> hey, 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 wait. What the there, fuck is this? There you is know? that woman that's like, I'm eating chips. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bi friend, but there's no... <laughs> lesbians in it. There ain't no lesbians no. in it. Not a haircut in the bunch. <laughs> Not a one. And I, I feel like, you know, ah, you know what? When fucking Jimmy Kimmel came out and he was like, and all he had to say about the movie that would then win Best Picture was like, ha 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 ha, hand job. Like, if that's what you took away from Moonlight, you're so homophobic <laughs> because so many movies have so much kissing and touching of bodies. And I don't like it. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch... Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling? I don't think they have any chemistry. I don't like it at all. I want to watch John Legend and Ryan Gosling. (laughs) He's singing the song of the Oscars. Ryan's sitting right there. I I also don't want like some like oh, Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake like Uh faux homoeroticism. I want butt fucking. I want... (laughs) I want to watch men fuck butts. And I want them to love each other and marry each other. If they want to or they cannot, I don't care. Yeah. So congratulations to Moonlight (laughs) on its best picture win. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you want to well, do the show? Yeah, we should do the okay, show. Okay, I'll get that thing, and you t- tell them who's up first. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, thank you so much for being here tonight. We were great. We were. We continue to be great. We've got an amazing show for you tonight, including this first comic, and she's on the show before. We're so happy to have her back. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Yeah. Let's hear it for Liz Mealy. Give it up for Liz. Let's do it. I heard we're all having a year. Sorry. Sorry about that. I'm doing great. Uh, so we'll talk about me. Uh, I shot my first commercial like two weeks ago. Yeah, thank you. You have no idea if it was good. Um, I don't actually know either. But uh, it was fun. I'll be honest. It was really fun. It was... Um, I'll be honest, I felt a little inferior on the shoot. I was the only girl that didn't have eyelash extensions. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's when they glue little pieces of hair into your eyelashes. It makes it fuller and longer, and it looked really pretty. So I asked one of the girls, I was like, ah, oh, how much is that? Thinking it's like $30. She's like, it's $400. I was like, I'll just learn to love myself. <laughs> money like that's a lot of money for something no dudes never not fucked me because of 
I mean, I'll just keep wearing tight jeans and showering. It's actually never been a problem. I, I'll say this. I, uh, I believe in love. I just think some people are trying too hard to prove that they're in love. Uh, I live in New York City. I was walking down the street a couple of weeks ago. I saw a couple walking towards me sharing an infinity scarf. <laughs> and for a solid moment, I understood hate crimes. <laughs> I, um, I gave the last guy I slept with ringworm. Yeah? You guys want to hear that story? <laughs> Uh, it's recent. Uh, it's definitely interesting. It's currently unresolved. Uh, so let's rewind a little bit. I'm in bed with this guy. I got a rash on my stomach. And I was like, hey, man, what do you think that is? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, I think it's cancer. And then we laughed and we laughed. Because <laughs> that's the best part about making out with Jews. They got a dark sense of humor. And I know he thought it was cancer. <laughs> So then, like, a week goes by. I'm getting ready for this tour. I always drop my cat off with my mom because she's a vet, and I know she's not going to let it die. So I'm sitting at the kitchen table. My mom's putting all this ointment on her arm. I'm like, oh, what's wrong with your arm? She's like, oh, I fucking have ringworm all over my arm, and I can't get rid of it. And I stood up. I lifted up my shirt, and I was like, is this ringworm? She's like, yeah, that's totally ringworm. I go, mom, why do I have ringworm? She's like, I don't know. Maybe your cat gave it to you. I go, mom, I have an indoor cat. Why the fuck does my cat have ringworm? She's like, I don't know. Every couple of weeks you go on tour, you drop your cat off like I'm some kind of shelter. Like, I don't have shit to do. Like, this is somehow my responsibility. Like, I don't want to go places. Like, I don't want to see my friends. Maybe I want to go on tour one day. And I'm like, all right, mom. <laughs> Get that you're angry that I don't pay you. Um, but we got a problem. Pretty sure I gave the last guy I slept with ringworm. And she's like, we're not close enough for you to tell me that. <laughs> great. Uh, how do I get rid of it? <laughs> She's like, I'll give you some ointment, put it on every day for two weeks and it'll go away. And I was like, can I have two ointments? Because <laughs> I don't want to make the phone call. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? They're like, I have chlamydia now, you do two phone call? I've never made that phone call and I'm not going to start with something weird like ringworm. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so I was going to make up my own process. <laughs> I was just going to send them a tube in the mail. <laughs> Right? It was like a really friendly, thoughtful note that was like, I'm so sorry, but my mom gave you ringworm. <laughs> Can you sleep with me? You sleep with my mom's, guys. How fun is that? Why does nobody want this? <laughs> uh, the newest guy I'm making out with is colorblind. And not like hipster douche doesn't see race. I actually think he thinks I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> But, like, legit doesn't see certain colors, and I found that so fascinating. So, like, we made out, and I immediately went home and Googled, like, what can he see? Because <laughs> I'm, like, in a very weird place in my life. Like, I just turned 31 this year, so, like, one half of me is, like, I want a boyfriend, and I want to be in a relationship. And the other half of me is tired and doesn't want to try anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So, for example, I suffer from hormonal acne. So, like, every two weeks, my face explodes, and I have all these acne scars. And when I do a show, I put on makeup because I'm a nice person. <laughs> but I stopped putting on makeup with my friends, like, two years ago. I just don't give a fuck. But I still want to look pretty. So, like, let's say I'm hanging out with my girlfriends. They take a picture. They want to put it online. I make them put a filter over that shit, and my skin looks amazing. <laughs> so my thought was, what if his eyes work like an Instagram filter? <laughs> Like, what if he sees me in a Hudson? Come on, guys. Why is that not a dating app? His eyes are broke. My face is broke. Is this what soulmates are? 
It's like four girls in our 30s really getting this joke. And, and like nobody, people were like, I don't get it. You should just Snapchat. I don't know what your problem is. I, um, I went home for the holidays. I live in New York. My family's in Jersey. I made very little effort. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I now actually like going home because as my mom gets older, she's really become a character. Uh, I've known my entire life that when my mom dies, she wants to be cremated because she updates us every two to three months. And just with the same information. Hey, just so you know, when I die, still want to be cremated. She's super healthy. I don't know what her problem is. Uh, but she's gotten a little different in the last couple of years because she has more free time. So at Christmas dinner, she was like, hey, everybody, still want to be cremated. Um, but I was on the interwebs and you can put my ashes in a plant now so I want to be a plant and I was like mom you don't want to be a plant she's like no I saw it on Facebook I can be a plant now I was like mom you don't want to be a plant because if you're a plant in our family you're going to die again two weeks later (laughs) right and I don't have that argument with my siblings like who forgot to water mom Dude, I've killed three basil plants in the last six months. And a friend of mine was trying to make me feel better. She was like, well, actually, basil plants are really finicky. And I was like, so is my mom. (laughs) I will say this. If you travel as much as I do, I actually think you should tell the people that watch your plants that your plants are your relatives. Because I think they would take that job a little more seriously, right? So it's like, hey, if you could water my mom and feed my dad. That would be great. And they're like, your cat's your dad. I'll be like, it disapproves of my lifestyle, just like my father. So it is. They're like, Liz, your dad's not dead. And I'm like, no one ever taught me reincarnation. So my father specifically never taught me reincarnation. I, um, I'm a crazy person, but I, uh, I take a lot of solace in the fact that I'm the least craziest person in my family. Uh, my dad is like a big self-help guru. Are you guys familiar with the works? Like how to win friends and influence people, seven habits of highly effective people, awaken the giant within. If it's in that aisle in Barnes and Nobles where there's always like one white guy that looks lost that hasn't been fucked in a while. My dad's read that book, that's my dad guys. And he made us read those books as kids. Not young adults, 12 year old kids. Didn't make a friend until college. So my, uh, my little brother has bipolar one. If you don't know anything about mental illness, there's bipolar two, which is depression, then mania. And then there's bipolar one, which is depression, mania, psychotic break. My brother's been a lot of people. Uh, my brother's been Jesus. He made a great Jesus. I would have followed him anywhere. <laughs> so many fun adventures. <laughs> so about eight months ago during his last psychotic break, he set fire to all my father's books in the living room. And these episodes have happened a lot. It didn't even phase my mom. She was actually really calm about it. She came downstairs at 3 a.m. and she's like, hey, what you doing, buddy? (laughs) He's like, making a fire. She's like, why aren't you using wood? He's like, we're out. (laughs) Just like a huge pile of wood next to the fireplace. So the next day, my mom calls me up and she's like, hey, I just want to let you know your brother set fire to all your father's self-help books. And you know what? sanest thing anyone in this family's ever done. I didn't even stop him. I encouraged him. I was like, did you get his Tony Robbins cassettes in his car? You know, the ones that ruined every family vacation? My dad wasn't even that upset. He's like, ah, it's fine. I got second copies in my room. I'm Liz Mealy. Thank you so much. Liz Mealy, you guys! She was great!
If you've been coming to the show or listening to it, you know that I'm having a very difficult time writing jokes. And the joke that I told last week, I believe it was last week, I can't really keep track of time either. No jokes, no time. <laughs> My joke last week was simply the phrase, fig crouton. <laughs> That's it. That's the joke. Fig crouton. A friend, oh, thank you, to that one hero that was like, yeah, give it to her. <laughs> A friend of mine sent me a photo with the caption, Fig Futon, and it was a Fig Newton he had folded to look as though it was a tiny futon. So I didn't write that one, but I'm happy to share it. That one's uh, Dave Clock, who used to make the Meltdown posters. Give it up for Dave Clock. Not here, not telling the joke, but he wrote it. Credit where credit is due. But I did write a joke last night. And so I'm going to tell it to you before I bring up our next comic. And that joke is, crushed velvet, more like ruined velvet, am I right? That's it. What is up with crushed velvet, though? What asshole was like, oh, we should sell that? Velvet is like the most expensive fabric. Well, it used to be. Nobody gives a shit about velvet anymore. Because <laughs> we crush it like ice. But it was like so expensive and then people were like, what if we folded it a bunch? The one thing you're not supposed to do with velvet and then maybe we should iron it and make it look really bad and then be like, buy this and put your third grader in it. <laughs> I was working through my issues with a crushed velvet dress last night. <laughs> Anyways, you guys want to keep the show rolling? Thought I was going to have a big audience of crushed velvet fans. Or villains, or foes. <laughs> I just hate crushed velvet. That crushed velvet lobby is killing us in this country. Our next comic, it's their first time on the show, so you guys know what we do when it's somebody's first time. We get a big round of applause going for them. Make them feel comfy. Get it started right now for Amanda Brooke Perrin, right now! I'm Dave Chappelle. It's nice to be here tonight. How are we? Good? Great. Um, guys, I got here without a cat call. Thank you. Because uh, I Ubered. Um, I got a hot one from a, a homeless man recently. This is what it was. Uh, Slut! Yeah, and then that was the end of that. And then because I was walking this way, I turned around and I made eye contact with him. And then he said, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the lines of feminism blur for me sometimes, right? Because originally I was mad that he called me a slut. Turns out I was way more mad that he took it away so fast. <laughs> Like, just because I'm nearsighted doesn't mean I don't slam the D on the reg, sir. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it sucks because I get his, like, I understand what he went through when he <laughs> said it. Like, I turned around and he just saw a woman that was born in a library. <laughs> like, uh, 
I turned around and he was like, she invented babysitting. (laughs) And I did, I'm a ghost. Um, It's weird. It gave me weird body issues though. And I've always had body issues because like women and stuff. But like, this is the weirdest body. This is like a Harvey Dent two-faced from Batman situation with my whole body. Cause I guess from the back, I'm, or like from the front, I'm Harvey Dent. I'm smooth and sensible, right? But then when I turn around, I'm like Roz from TV's Frasier. Who's she gonna sleep with next? <laughs> Toss your salad, scramble your eggs. Um, That part's dumb. Also, I always <laughs> I always get scared people forget the theme song and I'm just saying foods at you. <laughs> um, I get weird comments on the street. Like, I passed a group of teenage boys one night and I heard one of them say to his friends, too nerdy for me. <laughs> and they all laughed at me. And I wish I had said something cool, like in a movie, like, two, your balls haven't dropped yet. I'm not good at come back straight up. Um... <laughs> Not good. (laughs) Instead of saying anything, though, I opted for speed walking away. You know, like a nerd would do. (laughs) Like, the only way I could have proven his point more is if I dropped my math homework at that moment. (laughs) Stumbled into a puddle and was like, I'm all wet. Not like that. Shut up. I've, I had one man, uh, I was walking home drunk on a Tuesday. It happens. And <laughs> this man, this man shouted at me, damn you sexy. And me, the most uncomfortable person in the world, shouted back, and this is real, geez Louise, thanks pal. And I kept walking. <laughs> Like a camp counselor that's also your aunt somehow. It's <laughs> a cool time. I hate to be soups controversial, you guys, but um, <laughs> I think it should be illegal for you to get mad at me when I say hi to your dog. Hear me out. I'm in a park lounging, and I see this man enter the park with his St. Bernard, and immediately I was like, well, I'm not going to give up this opportunity to meet my favorite movie star, Beethoven. (laughs) I'm not an idiot, (laughs) right? So I ran over to them, and I'm like, oh my God, can I say hi to your dog? And he said, fine. Listen, you can't bring a parade float of a dog (laughs) into the park and expect for people to look away, okay? If your dog is horse-shaped, that's not your dog. That's the people's dog. (laughs) Thank you. It's like a park bench. It has someone else's name on it, but it's for everyone to enjoy. (laughs) Don't get it twisted. Can we talk about Beethoven for a hot second? Y'all remember Beethoven? (laughs) Listen, you don't. I just watched it, rewatched it again recently. Here's the actual synopsis of Beethoven. A lovable puppy escapes from an evil vet that's doing animal testing. But the thing that the vet wants to test on animals, and Beethoven specifically, 
is bullets to the head. (laughs) Exactly. What? I guess I watched this as a kid and I was like, this is happening all around the world. (laughs) We're not doing anything about it. Also, David Duchovny's whole gig is he's like a business mogul trying to steal Charles Grodin's car freshener empire. That's his whole storyline. Anywho, so I'm like, obviously this is a crazy storyline. Are people even talking about it? And I went online and what I found is even better than I could ever imagined. Uh, It's reviews for Beethoven. (laughs) Thank you. These are real reviews. You can find them on imdb.com. Number one. CM Ultra writes, Beethoven is the star, as he should be. (laughs) The human cast, however, perform wonderfully in providing the light framework required to string Beethoven scenes together. (laughs) You know, dialogue. Number two, Capone666 writes, ooh, edgy one coming up. (laughs) If owning a dog is such a huge responsibility, why does every homeless person own one? (laughs) That's your review, dude? Also, that was from last year. I didn't even have to dig that deep for that one. Oh, this one comes from my favorite username. Healing Ho writes. (laughs) Subject, fun, fun, fun. Well, for animal lovers. (laughs) The only part of the movie worth watching is for the dog and Bonnie Hunt. She is by far the best actress, in parentheses. Is that PC? (laughs) Like, complimenting a woman? I was from 2006, so I feel like they weren't ready for the compliment of the woman yet. (laughs) But this is my favorite one, forever and always. It was just a review called, Always Refreshing After a Hard Day's Work. about the movie Beethoven. (laughs) Oh, what a day at the firm, what a day at the firm. What does mama need? Ooh, a glass of Merlot might be nice. No, you know what you need, you basic bitch. (laughs) 1992's Beethoven. Also, her name was Abby-9, which leads me to believe she was like, Abby, Damn it. Abby Dash One. Damn it. Abby Dash. Ten times. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night. Here we go for Amanda. Great reviews for a great film. Enjoy yourselves. I feel like 
they went to the bathroom, which is totally, like, do it. I don't, this is not to shame anybody, but there is a world where they just got walked because they were like, I don't even like that movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that we've created such a safe space at Put Your Hands Together that, like, that would be the... <laughs> Fucking two fe- two f- additional female comics in a row, telling personal stories and showing us their butts. No, thank you. <laughs> I've had it with this abuse. I won't take it. You guys look cute. You have cute outfits on. Yes, yes. How was your day? What did you do? Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Well. Well, number one, I'm super sorry to hear that. Yes, this little, this little friend lost his job. We're really sad, right? We will show him that by clapping, which is the only sound we can make communally. <laughs> <laughs> but that's love, and it's not... Do you know what I mean? It was hard to figure out what to do to show you the support that we feel. But surely you did something. I mean, like, you're unemployed, but... Did you watch television? Did you look on your computer phone? <laughs> you did your homework? What does that mean? Like you looked for another job? Oh, school homework. Oh. <laughs> That's a whole full thing. You know what I mean? Like as a day, you did it. What's your school homework? What are you studying? Oh, great. Great. I feel like you're going to be you're going to be right this is a confusing story. Because, you know what? Number one, I want you to own your pain and I don't want to wash it away. You did just lose your job. But, you could say, I'm a student. And that would also be true. And it's whatever you want to do. What did you do today? What do you What do you do? Oh, was that What is that like? Oh, you know, the work is okay. You live in You work in event production. How brutal was yesterday? No, what I mean is, if you work in event production and the Oscars says the wrong fucking best picture, like, did you guys even have to come in? Is that a holiday for you? Or did you just have eight hours of meetings like, okay, you guys, so, like, straight up, the most important part of event production is to do it. Do the thing. No, like, I, I know that we don't have to talk about this too much, but do you know why it happened? Is that because there was a Price Waterhouse, uh, the guy who was in charge of it, who's, like, my age, was backstage taking a picture of Emma Stone? Did you guys know that's actually what happened? He, like, tweeted a picture of her because he was really excited. He was holding a bunch of envelopes, and he took a picture of her, and then he handed the wrong envelope off. And this is why you can't trust men. <laughs> Trust him. In my America, they're 
unemployed. <laughs> oh boy. How was your day? It, yes, of course. I haven't slept in two days. Why not? Because I work a lot. I work two jobs. You work, that's, that's so many jobs. Give him one of the jobs. I fixed it. Math wasn't even my thing, you guys. It wasn't even my thing. Um, what are the two jobs that you do? Thanks for doing that work. You work to help pregnant teens. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. We need you so much. We need you so much. We all need you so much, especially right now, because this dummy is in charge, and so he's going to say dummy things, and things are, ugh, I don't even want to. So thank you. Yes. And then I work a graveyard shift on the weekends for a loft downtown. For a what downtown? A loft. Yeah. A loft? Yeah, like, you know, like a... Like a, oh, yeah, that makes yeah. more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I am up, like, from 1030 to 630. Wow. Yeah. You're amazing. Oh, we all think you're amazing. <laughs> Is that because oh, you... I'm saving for school because I want to become a social worker. Yes. Well, <laughs> sorry about your lives, all of the rest of you person is not sleeping at all, <laughs> saving pregnant teens as like a side project. <laughs> you want to be a social worker? I wanted to be a social worker once. In fact, I went to uh, social work school for a little bit before I dropped out. Did you know that about little Kami Esposito? <laughs> yep. And then I went to school and, well, I was a stand-up comic. And then I was in social work school during the day. And uh, I... I, yes, I worked in so many... That's what I thought I wanted to do with my life. I worked in special ed, and then I was a classroom aide for kids with severe special needs, and then I worked with juvenile female sex offenders and fire setters, which is a crossover group of people, and I taught them improv comedy, that particular group. <laughs> and the thing is, like, there's certain trigger words, and so you can't be like, you're hot! You know, like, you have to just be like... So, um, but it was great. It was great. And I loved that work. And that's what I thought I was going to do. And then I was in social work school and there was like a, a woman who was in social work school with me who just one day was like, wait, what are you doing? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm in social work school uh, during the day. And then at night I do stand up and she was like, don't do, you don't have to do this. Like, why are you doing this? And then I realized I could just give it, I could just bring it to the people this way <laughs> what'd you say You're yeah I'm fucking wonderful <laughs> no. Uh, no I thank god I do this thank god that one random person whose name I don't even remember in a passing conversation was like you need to quit uh, grad school and drop out and don't do this ever again and I was like actually you're right and I'm not offended and thank you so much <laughs> Um, well, I hope that it, it goes quickly, the saving, uh, so that you can get out of this zone in your life, which seems very busy, uh, and into the next zone. Do you know what population you specifically want to work with? Uh, queer youth, but homeless. homeless queer youth. 
There it is. Well, thank you in advance on behalf of the community, uh, which I speak for, obviously, as elected. (laughs) No, I do this job because I feel like it's really important to uh, be visible and tell people that your life can be positive. And there are so many other ways of doing that. And it sounds like that's what you're going to do, too. So cheers, kudos. You're going to be fine. I'm sorry your job sucks. I don't know how to help. You help. You guys ready for more show? Ah, you guys. Such a friend of the show. God, we love him, and he's got a brand new album out right now. Let's hear it right now for Mike Kaplan, you guys. Give it up for Mike. People are doing such great things in the world. And now... Anyway. uh, (laughs) What we're doing here is a social kind of work. (laughs) Thought of that right backstage. (laughs) It's great to be here at the Late Late Show with James Corden. Not at the UCB the night before where I'm running my set for the Late Late Show with James Corden. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's very exciting. Uh, to be here. Thank you, James. Um, let people listening to the podcast let the record show I gestured my head back towards where Cameron left the stage. <laughs> James. Cameron. <laughs> this is not my set for the show. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, hey, everybody. Uh, please, uh, anybody here believe in ghosts? Clap your hands if you are wrong. Great. I... Uh, <laughs> Believe what you want, please, just as long as you're not hurting anybody. Like, sometimes people get mad at me. Like, when I told an audience once that I didn't believe in ghosts, a woman yelled at me. She was like, boo! I was like, you can't trick me. You're not one. I know that. (laughs) I like the show The Walking Dead. I have a friend who doesn't like the show. I was like, why don't you watch that show? He's like, I just hate zombies. I'm like, oh, you should watch them, because everyone on that show hates zombies. You know what I mean? It would really (laughs) resonate. (laughs) those characters. Maybe that joke shouldn't be in the set. (laughs) Do you guys believe in psychics? I had a psychic on my podcast. Do you guys believe in podcasts? They're not real. And the thing is, I would say that a podcast is like a ghost of a radio show. So I met, didn't laugh fast enough, I met a medium once. That's a person who can communicate with the dead, like a unicorn, is uh, a a horse with a horn. You get it. So this person that was a medium said, I talk to the dead and I bring back what they say, but since they are just humans, uh, they might be lying, so I cannot guarantee that anything I say is true. So that's, that's a medium. You can't do that in comedy. I'm going to tell you jokes, but humor is subjective, so you might not enjoy them. I have your money. Thank you. Anyway, so... Had a psychic on my podcast, and she predicted three things about me, and I'm like, okay, if she gets one of them right, I'll give it to her. She is a psychic. If she gets one out of three, I'm generous. So, here are the three things she predicted. Number one, she says, Chicago's gonna be very important to you. No, it's not. Number two, (laughs) she says, you have a friend named Rose. I say, I know a girl named Rose. She says, that's your friend. You should give her a call, because she might be in trouble. Oh, she might be? So if she is or if she isn't, you got this one locked up. Like, imagine if you had a fortune cookie that's like, you just had Chinese food, or you're about to, or neither. One of those, probably one of those. 
That's prediction number two. Prediction number three, she says you're going to meet a dog named Fred. Thank you for laughing at meet a dog. That's the funny part to me. You name a dog Fred, but it's like, oh, you know that dog? Yeah, we've met. We go way back. How, how far back? Well, like seven years or one year, depending which one of us you ask. Those are the three predictions. If she gets one of them, she's a psychic. The only one I could test immediately, I get out of there and I call this girl Rose that I went to summer camp with 20 years ago. She answers and I say, Rose, a psychic told me you might be in trouble and I should give you a call. And Rose says, truly, that is so weird. I was like, wow, why? And she says, it's weird that you would call me because the psychic told you to. That's weird number one. Weird number two, it's weird to call today in this year. That's why I picked up the phone, because I thought you were in trouble. I was like, are you in trouble? She's like, only this. This is the only trouble I'm in right now. You have caused this trouble. I wasn't. So that one's, that one's out. I'm like, well, I'm in the clear. I text the only person I know in Chicago. Chicago's going to be important to me. I'm going to meet a dog named Fred. I, it's a, a minister. I know a minister for years. I text and I say, Rebecca, uh, a psychic told me that I'm going to meet a dog named Fred and Chicago's going to be important to me, right? And she texts back immediately, I just got a dog named Fred. <gasps> Is right. <laughs> I was like, don't do that. <laughs> Don't do this to me. What do you, you can't, don't mess with me. Don't lie to me. You're a person of faith, of God, of truth. What, and she says, I don't know what to tell you. I got a dog named Fred. And then I had to start reevaluating. I'm like, is there a God? And is this how God works? Like makes you think there's no psychics. Then it's like, yes, there is. But also there's genocide. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like nice God, you know, can't spell genocide without nice God. And also E, that's all the letters. So the point is. How does he do it? Why won't he stop? Okay. Um, I had a calming thought, and here's the calming thought that I had. I haven't met that dog. I still haven't, I haven't met the dog. So the psychic's not right. Not right until or unless I meet the dog. I can make the psychic be wrong if I just never meet the dog. Stay away from the dog. Stay away from where the dog lives. The dog lives with my friend. Just stay away from my friend. Stay away from where my friend lives. Stay away from that whole town. All I have to do for the rest to make that psychic be wrong for the rest of my life, stay away from Chicago. And if I stay away from Chicago for the rest of my life, now Chicago is very important to me. So the psychic got me again. <laughs> Uh, that, that is on my new album. It's uh, about how I don't want children, and it's called No Kidding. And uh, you can get it. If you're listening to the podcast, you know how to listen to things online. Uh, so thanks for getting it if you want to. It has other jokes also. It's not just this five-minute joke. Um, and in, in conclusion, uh, here's a, a thing that's not on that album for you guys here today and also everybody who's not anywhere. This one goes out to everybody who's not anywhere, you guys. <laughs> who's that? You know. You know who you aren't. Uh, I'm going to conclude with, it's going to be a sing-along, you guys. So if you're ready, here we go. Everybody sing along. It's the sing-along song. You don't know the word, so you can't join in. And there's no discernible pattern, so what are you supposed to do? Because every time I sing the song, the words change a little bit. And I don't know how the song goes. Okay, so that's pretty good. Uh, we'll try another verse. You guys get it. Now here we go. Here comes the second verse of the sing-along song. And the words are different. And also the melody changes every time. So even if you've seen me perform it before, you don't know what's going to happen this time. Time. And if you listen to the first verse, it won't help you anymore in this verse. Because everything's different every time. And you can't count on anyone. Okay, so that's the second verse. Uh, we'll try one more. One more verse. Here we go. Okay. 
Okay, you, I think you guys will get it this time. Here comes the third verse. It's short. I don't know what you're doing. So, uh, thank you guys very much. My name's Mike Kaplan. Enjoy your lives until death. Mike Kaplan, you guys. He's like a magician with words. The words are magic from Mike. One more time for Magic Mike. Yes! He's very genuine. Oh, man, I'm so good at that. Anyways, one person got that. And it's our photographer, Megan! Give it up for Megan taking photographs of our show. And give it up for Ryan in the booth running the podcast. And also Hannah, who lights everyone and makes them feel comfy. (laughs) That's everybody. Thanks for doing that. Appreciate it. It's nice when we're nice to people, right? And we clap for them, and then they're like, they're clapping for me. And then you're like, yeah, I'm clapping for you. I don't know you, but I'm clapping for you. <laughs> you're going to think about that later, and you'll be like, yeah, that does make me happy. <laughs> I clap for somebody I don't know because they do cool things, and I still don't know them, but I clap for them. That means something. And I didn't look like Nicole Kidman when I did it. <laughs> we have two comics left on the show. Are you guys excited? We're both amazing comics. We're so happy that this next comic is here. She's a friend of the show. We love it when she stops by. So please give a huge round of applause to Mary Mack. Oh man, what a nice show. What a what a loving show and these ladies are so great. I want to be the enemy of the show. Who, who's, who's the enemy? Who gets... I've, everybody's been a friend. <laughs> I want to... I'm the, I'm the enemy now. <laughs> Can you hear me? I'm now the enemy, okay? Please? Okay. Um, well, guys, I'm happy to be here. I, uh, I go... I do a lot of clean comedy shows. That's super exciting to start like that. And uh, I was doing this show a few weeks ago for a paramedics convention. And I was like, oh, I got to be very professional, um, do a good show. And then I, uh, you know, be clean. And I saw the list of courses they had to take earlier that day. And one of the courses was entitled um, Recreational Rectal Trauma. <laughs> like what do I open with that like I don't even I don't really even know what recreational rectal trauma is I've only had non-recreational rectal trauma <laughs> and it's horrible it's not fun um d- do you want to know what happens in non-rectal trauma okay um <laughs> well about seven days goes by and you're like wait a second I haven't I didn't go to the bathroom yet this week. And uh, these are true stories. I, sometimes huh, things happen to you and you just have to tell people about it. Um, but like, you know, at this time, I didn't pay attention if I went to the bathroom or not because I was a younger version of myself. Like, um, like, like, look at you, right? You probably don't even know if you went to the bathroom today, do you? <laughs> right, you don't know because you're young. You know, you're so good. Uh... 
No, I, but but I hadn't gone, and and then uh, so then here I am, and one hot June morning, <laughs> I wake up, I got uh, like a, a sensation in my gut, and I'm like, oh man, maybe today's the day, and uh, I don't know, I was like, I gotta get in there, so um, I get, scoot over to the next room and I present myself to the throne like I do. Oh, hello, your highness. And, um, and then I, I sit down and then uh, I wake up on the ground. <sighs> yes! Like, oh, God, I'm so bad at clues, right? Um, like, I, I, I was just like, oh, I must have gone to sleep here in the bathroom on the nice, cool floor because it's so much more comfortable than the rest of the hot, hot house. And uh, I didn't look, I didn't see that all the shit was thrown off of the shelves. I, I didn't even, like, I was still in the toilet position, but on the ground, you know. And, and, and my pants were down. Like, who sleeps like that? Raise your hand. Uh, <laughs> no, nobody sleeps like that. And I get up, you know, and I'm kind of like, well, what's going on in here? And uh, I, I guess I passed out a few more times. And uh, then finally, my husband gets out of bed. Yes, guys, he was sleeping 10 feet away. How much ruckus has to happen in the house before he gets his ass out of bed and comes, checks it out, right? You People are like, oh, I, I got to meet somebody, you know, I, I don't want to die alone. No, guess what? We all die alone. That, yeah, he was 10 feet away. Okay, I'm going to die alone. So... I knew there was a lot of noise too, cause I knocked all the uh, I knocked the faucet and the spigots off the bathtub with my head. Yeah, cause I ate a lot of meat growing up, LA, uh, and my head is strong. So <laughs> I and I, I guess I'm in there, and Tim comes in. He's like, "What are you doing, looking down the bathtub drain like that?" And I'm like, "Do I look like I have all the information right now?" Like, I, I, I don't even normally get up this early, right? I'm, I haven't had my coffee. And, and also, wh when you're looking down the bath, oh, you're like, oh, that's what this is when you've been unconscious several times in the last hover. You don't know it's even a bathtub drain. You, you, it just looks like a slimy portal or, a, or like a... <laughs> like, why did I pick this tunnel? And you don't even know what it is. <laughs> so, so that's like the first step of non-rectal. And then, um, yeah. <laughs> and then you end up in the ER, okay? And uh, your nurse's name will be Eduardo. I, it's always Eduardo. And um, he hates his job. And uh, he'll ask you a decent question like, oh, would you like the, uh, the tap water enema? Or would you like the pink lady? And you're like, well, is insurance paying for it? Right? Because the pink lady, that sounds exotic. Uh, there's probably vermouth in that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to me, I was 
like, this must be in like a French aromatherapy or something. It probably comes in one of those old antique perfume misters and they, they just like spritz your area and your bowels are like, mm, that smells good. We got to get out there. Um, that's not what happens. What happens is there's a, about two to three foot of hose. Yeah, the human body is amazing. Um, Cause they gotta weed that up into you. And oh, it's not easy cause you've been shooting up on fiber for, you're packed in, right? You can't get, it's like driving through a deep snow. And um, <laughs> it is. Yeah, and they got to pull over like eight times for the plow, too. So um, there's another hour to that story, but at least that was a good start. So thank you so much for having me, guys. That was really fun. I love Mary so much. Let's hear from Mary. Oh, like driving through deep snow. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I love it. You guys, we got one final comic. You have in your hearts woman for one more amazing comic. <laughs> I knew you did. Let's hear it for Adam Newman, you guys. Give it up for Adam, come on! Thank you. Thank you. Do you have it in your hearts to just tolerate one more guy? I'm last, I promise. Uh, oh, thanks for sticking it out. I do uh, appreciate that. I would like to uh, share with you the most recent wrong number text exchange I had. Uh, you know, it's fun to respond to a wrong number text. What do you got to lose? You know, you don't know the guy. So I, I was sitting at home by myself. And I got, uh, good evening, confirming your 9.30 appointment with Kendra tomorrow for a shampoo and color. Thanks. <laughs> That's not for me, you know? I don't get up at 9.30, first of all, and uh, second of all, I, I take care of all of this myself, you know? <laughs> Thought it'd be fun to write back, though, so I wrote, cool, just confirming, this is for my pubes. <laughs> Don't want to go through the same ordeal as last time. <laughs> so they wrote, cool, appointment canceled, thanks. <laughs> I wrote, please don't cancel, my roots are showing. <laughs> and I have a big pube party this weekend. So they wrote, please don't respond again. We obviously texted the wrong number. So I wrote, well, I guess you don't have to be a genius to work at a pube coloring salon, do you? And then, you know, I'm the one who wrote the joke responses, right? This is a real person. I'm the one trying to crack jokes. I'm the comedian. I should have the best uh, final line, but credit where credit's due. They came back with the most clever response in record time. I had no idea how to come back to it. They wrote, uh, fuck you. And I was like, ooh, that is some solid writing. Mm. Yeah, give it up for them, sure. Uh, 
So I'm in a I'm in a long term relationship for me. You know, like it's been like a, a year and a half I've been with this girl, and this is the uh, this is the first girl I've ever dated that we didn't sleep together immediately. Right? Like we we. Uh, Every other long-term relationship I've been in has been like a hookup, and then we kept hanging out until we were boyfriend and girlfriend. This girl, we got to know each other a little bit, like, you know, three or four dates or whatever, but for me, that's a, a lot. So maybe like fourth date, things were going well, you know, clothes were coming off, and uh, she goes, before we get, she stopped me and said, before we go any further, there's something I have to tell you. I was like, whatever it is, I really like you, you can tell me. And so she goes, okay, before we go any further, I need you to know that I... Am a squirter. I said, Oh, <laughs> me too. And so it's worked out fine for a year and a half. And let's talk about squirting for a little bit, okay? And I would like, we are, because I'd like to talk about it because, first of all, I think a lot of men are uh, afraid of squirters, and I think a lot of women are ashamed to talk about squirting because maybe men are afraid of it, right? And this is what we're going to do. This is going to be a pro-squirting bit, okay? We're going to do some pro-squirting conversation right now. This is a squirt... This is squirt positive, squirting safe space right now, okay? We're not going to be... I am a man dating a squirter, and I love it. So that being said... Do we have any squirters here tonight? Are there any squirters? Not and don't not guys. I know all guys are technically, but uh, any women? You don't. Come on, I just made a squirting safe space. No one wants to talk about it. Do we have a real one? Do you have one? Are you? No. You, it's okay that we're not shaming. I would love it if one time a delay would just be like, "I'm a squirter," and then you'd give someone else the courage to be like, "I'm a squirter," and then you'd be like, "I'm a squirter." And we have a whole. Uh, Spartacus, I'm a Squirticus situation happening in here. It'd be very fun and we could talk about it. All right, well, fine. I'll tell you what I like about it. There are two things that I specifically like about dating a squirter. First of all, uh, there is visual evidence now, right? With, guy, there, with, the, with, with men, there is visual evidence. When you finish with women, unless they squirt, there is not, right? So a, a, like a, a woman can fake an orgasm, right? And they can be like, I did. And I'd be like, you did? and Because we're mad and we're, we're stupid, and so we believe you, right? But like now... Uh, now, as you, you squirt, you can't. I can't fake an orgasm, right? But I can't be like, I did. She's like, where is it? I'm like, I don't know. You can't. It doesn't work like that. But now I did squirt. There's, there's visual evidence. It's, it's like it's a fountain of celebration, right? It's a fucking Bellagio in Vegas. Have you seen the end of Ocean's Eleven? It's fun. It's... Second reason I like it is because as a heterosexual man... I get to have a facial too, you know? Like, I get to have my face cummed on now. I get to be degraded also. It's a quality in the bedroom, right? So we just fucking, we all marched. Come on, it's a quality. It's great. It's a wonderful thing. Now my girlfriend can go, where do you want me to come? And I can go on my tits. And she gets to. It's not as fun for her as it is for me, but we get to. So anyway, so my girlfriend, uh, this quarter, is uh, really into uh, magic. 
she likes uh, she likes magic a lot. And uh, so for for uh, one of her Christmas presents, I learned like a, a bunch of magic tricks, right? Like uh, as like a cute little present, and I messed them all up, you know. But it was fun. But um, what happened was like uh, years and years ago, I was in a long term relationship with a girl who uh, broke up with me and left me for a magician. Uh, yeah, that's ouch. But that you know, it's fine. You can laugh at that. It's it's because comedians already like here, you know, magicians just. Way below that. So it was a it was a pain it was it was a painful one. And so when this girl was like, I really like magic, I was just like, okay, fuck it, I'm becoming a magician, right? There's no. So uh, I would like to leave you with this, um, and I do believe this is probably the best thing to end this show on. Uh, I would like to show you one of the magic tricks. You get, would you guys want to see one of the magic tricks? All right, really, this is one of the ones I learned. I think she'll be leaving me anytime soon. Uh, you guys are great. Thank you very much. Adam Newman, everybody. Oh, here we go. Let him hear it. Was it a fart? We were back. We couldn't there. see it. And then we just heard it. Was it a fart? You've said there's no evidence a woman comes unless she's a squirter. Come on! <laughs> Don't you have eyes in your face, boys? <laughs> you should look for like a flushing at the nape of the neck. Okay, shut up. <laughs> also, you know what else? You can ask her! <laughs> I love this, like, vaudevillian circus ringmaster. Get over here! I'll get your orgasm! Come on! Get over here! Come on! Get on the scale! Step right up! Get on the scale! Come right up! No! No! I come right up onto the stage. That's what I'm saying. That's not what you meant. I, C-O-M-E, right up. Oh! You can tell by the way I pronounced it. Uh, I'm right you guys. up. <laughs> you guys, this has been a really fun show. Let's hear for all the comics you saw tonight. One more time for Adam, for everybody you saw. Thank you so much for coming. We are here every Tuesday night. Are you circling the fart? It's the parking. I thought you were circling the fart. No, it's right here. This is the evidence of the fart. We'll see you guys next week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.